Copyright. Um, welcome, everyone, to the Postpark Broadcast. My name is Hector Servin. I am not only your host, but your friend. Um, welcome, welcome, welcome to the Postpark Broadcast. I've already said that. Now, let's, before we continue, let's address the elephant in the room. Yes, I did get a haircut. Psych. Yes, I know. Um, if you have been here previously before, you may notice that there's only one episode. This may be just the only episode that's listed. <laughs> um, you know, the biggest trend in Hollywood these days are the reboot, the reboot, uh, the rebranding. Um, this is going to be Postpark's reboot, I think, if I make the decision. Um, you know, if I make up my mind. So pretty much this is the reboot. This is the first episode. Welcome, welcome one and all. If you are unaware of what the Postpark broadcast is, I'm more than happy to explain that for you right now. I think we have a trailer episode that's still up. Uh, I think it still counts. Um, actually, I have to check that now that I'm thinking about it because I may have mentioned... I don't know. That's interesting. But the Postpark broadcast is, I want the Postpark broadcast to be your favorite destination for um, all things theme park news related, whether we're talking about our favorite attractions, um, news updates on rides that may be coming, announcements, things like that. Just a really fun, laid back kind of space for people to to just casually have fun talk about our favorite hobby which is theme parks you know i i love disney i love universal um bush gardens and and i i don't frequent those as often as disney and universal but i've been and i'm just a huge fan of roller coasters theme parks attractions the way they work the way they operate it's it's also fascinating to me so welcome one and all uh, everyone is is welcome to to listen here at the postpark broadcast so yeah thank you guys for joining me uh today's going to be a kind of not a smaller episode we're going to be talking about two things actually so this weekend this is going to be going up on wednesday i believe this weekend is the d23 for the year of 2022 that would have been cool if it was 2023 i guess it would have been right because the last D23 was three years ago because, of course, due to COVID, we had to delay a year. So that's why we're having it this year. Um, man, that would have worked out perfectly, right? Because it would have been D23 in the year 2023. Anyway, <laughs> D23 is this weekend. That is going to be Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, 9th, 10th, and the 11th. Of course, we're going to get a lot of updates from that. Uh, we're going to be doing some predictions. What What I think we can expect from d23 this year especially the parks panels maybe a little bit of the entertainment and then kind of just chat about mickey's not so scary halloween party which has already been going on for a couple of weeks now if i'm not mistaken so those are the things we're going to be chit-chatting about how are you guys doing i hope wherever you are listening to this you are safe happy healthy um and, and and comfortable you know you're comfortable maybe you're listening to this on the on the way to work maybe at lunch you know maybe maybe take a little sleepy pie no oh my gosh that is i cut that cut that <laughs> um but yeah so let's let's get right into the d23 productions productions hmm predictions um actually before we do that uh let me i don't think i made it clear so of course <laughs> i had gone seven weeks posting regularly uh for the postpark broadcast this is a show that already happened um and then he vanished i vanished uh like when when the world needed me the most i vanished um and it's really thanks to um some good friends of mine uh dave and max who you know voice their support for the show and that they listen so hopefully they're they're back listening again and um if you, if you guys are please i just hope you know that it really is because of you guys that i even continue to think of doing this show again um so yeah i, I really appreciate you guys thank you so much and before i get sentimental uh let's now for real go let's do the predictions <laughs> so d23 so in terms of per, uh Productions. Why do you want to say productions? Uh, in terms of predictions, I have just a few, not not too many, but really, it's going. You know, there's. I believe uh, Friday or Saturday is going to be the big uh, 
like entertainment one in terms of movies. They'll have Lucasfilms, Marvel, and some some Disney stuff that they'll announce. I'm sure cast and crew will come out. Marvel, I'm expecting, of course, one of the biggest, you know, it's one of the biggest things out there right now, especially in pop culture. I'm expecting Marvel to announce a lot of casting. I'm sure a lot of actors will appear on stage with Kevin Feige. He'll be like, and X, Y, and Z is playing so-and-so character and they'll be out there. I I think we're going to get a phase six slate reveal. I have to enunciate that because I will, it'll, it'll turn into one word. (laughs) I phase six slate phase six slate. Okay. (laughs) Um, yeah, I think he'll announce the rest of phase six lineup. Uh, I, I believe at Comic-Con they announced all of the slate for phase five. And he teased phase six. And the only thing on the slide were Fantastic Four, which looked like it would be the first one of phase six. And then, of course, the last two with the one in between uh, Kang Dynasty and Secret Wars. So that's very exciting, you know, to know the fact that they have it planned out that far already. That's very uh, I think that's very promising. That's very cool. So I I, am, I imagine that actors will come out. Uh, it's the streets are saying that Gian, Giancarlo Esposito, uh, Gus Frank himself will be playing. He's already cast. Apparently we know he's, he said that he's already had meetings with, with Marvel. So, you know, that that's one that's almost pretty much confirmed. Uh, streets are also saying that Penn Badgley, who is, uh, you may know from Netflix's hit series, you, and of course, gossip girl, um, if he he's rumored to play Mr. Fantastic, if that is the case, if he walks out on stage, I actually might cry. I think some, someone like Penn Badgley, he already plays like a psycho in you. I think it'd be perfect for for Reed Richards. And then, you know, there was also rumors that um, Ben Grimm was going to show up played by Jason Sudeikis. No, Jason Siegel. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Jason Single. Siegel was going to make an appearance as Ben Grimm, aka The Thing, on She-Hulk. She-Hulk, by the time D23 happens, will be on its fourth episode. So, like, the day that they are on Thursday, so the day after this episode comes out. Um, We're expecting uh, Daredevil to be in that show as well. We know that's confirmed. So, if The Thing shows up and Jason Siegel shows up on stage, then, you know... I'm almost fairly certain they have the entire Fantastic Four casted at this point. Um, So, yeah, that's just some some casting stuff. Also, maybe, again, Phase 6 slate. And, uh, yeah, I'm very excited. I I love... I've enjoyed just about every Marvel thing that's been out. I'm not too cynical on it. Um, So, yeah, that's very fun. But the one thing that I am really interested in, and I hope that this has happened, anything Kingdom Hearts. There have been a lot of hints and nods towards kingdom hearts on the d23 posters um just and and even in recent stuff like even in um chip and dale there's been a lot of references towards kingdom hearts if you're unaware of what kingdom hearts is it's probably one of the best i say it's the best because it's it's literally my favorite game series of all time confusing (laughs) storyline if you like actually play every single game you could play every game and still not know what's going on but it's awesome. It's it's uh, follows this kid, Sora, who is on the hunt for his friends. He's looking for his friends that have gone missing, kind of. Uh, and he comes across Donald and Goofy, who are also looking for King Mickey, who has vanished. He's He's gone somewhere. And they just team up and visit all these Disney worlds. And there's like the... This was like Fast and the Furious before Fast and the Furious, or maybe even at the same time, because it's all about friends, family, stuff like that. I don't have friends. I got family, but, um, yeah, kingdom hearts is one of my favorite stuff. If I ever could direct a movie, it would work better as a show, but, um, I would, I would take that job in a heartbeat. Like <laughs> if I'm being completely honest, I, I love kingdom hearts with my entire soul being. So even if like, it's a, a CG animated show, that would be fantastic. I think that would fit the, the story and the narrative a lot better for Kingdom Hearts, especially because you're going from Disney World to Disney World. 
it would just make sense and feel a lot better because when you're playing a game, you know, you can take as much time as you want and you, you, you have the time to explore the world, the characters and stuff like that. Um, the closest thing, if you want to adapt like a video game, I believe is like a show. So if they announce anything, they they've, they've made a lot of references to it. They wouldn't just do that. Hopefully. So hopefully something kingdom hearts happens. Um, but the biggest panel, which will be on Sunday, I believe, and it will be live streamed and I will be sitting there taking lots of notes is going to be the Disney parks panel. Of course, the Disney parks panel is the one that I believe, uh, everyone is the most excited for. It's, it's like the big, the big one. This is the, <laughs> at least to me, it, it's always seemed like the Disney parks panel was the big one because there's so much like it's such a great place for them to kind of show people what we can expect in the coming year or years um for the parks and it's always to me it's always fun to have something new revealed i love you know i know a lot of people don't like when old attractions get rethemed or just taken down in general there are some that will always have a sore spot when it comes to something like that. Um, the great movie ride being, <laughs> being it, that one hurts. Definitely. Uh, Mini Mickey and Minnie's runaway railway is very cute. It's very fun, but gosh, man, there's as someone who loves film, who's a film bro trademark, um, who went, went to school for film, like, the great movie ride was just so beautiful. It was, it was so good. The idea, it, it's something that it's a ride that would have worked had we just updated it, but I'm, that's a whole other episode that we can, we have to talk about the great movie, ride. But, um, I'm, I will start crying if I keep talking about it. Uh, so the parks panel now, you know, we, we had to delay D23 a year because of the pandemic, of course. Um, and very understandably so. You are, you know, D23 is every two years. This time it's three. Parks panel being what I think is the biggest panel. You know, people are always, are, are, it's, people are looking a lot, a lot of eyes on this panel is what I'm trying to say. I, a <laughs> lot of, lot of eyes, I feel, um, especially under a Bob Ch- Bob Chapek, um, presidency <laughs> or, you know, being CEO. People are, at least in my eyes, are are really looking at the parks panel this year. Now, I feel like people have high hopes for the panel this year. I personally am trying to hold back too much excitement or, you know, at least looking forward to it or expecting big things out of this panel, just because I, I really don't want to be disappointed. Um, so I've kind of stretch things out into three different sections. Uh, it's only a couple of predictions that I have for the parks panel. Uh, we have what's very likely we have sort of likely and most unlikely. So let's start with a very likely. I think one of the things that I've been theorizing and that I've been saying is that they are going to kind of take the, I don't want to say cheap, but <laughs> they will be taking a different approach where they're going to be using a lot of the things that we have already been promised. They're going to be using those things as like the big, the big reveals and announcements of this panel, which that makes me very nervous. And um, if I'm not making sense, one example that I have is uh, Tron. You know, we were promised Tron a long time ago. And of course, the pandemic, I understand it's hard, though, when Universal was dealing with the same things and still managed to implement procedures that allowed construction workers to, you know, later on in the pandemic, of course, to come back and and finish what is probably their greatest roller coaster now, which is Velocicoaster, right? It's hard to... To kind of be like, yeah, I understand, but Universal managed to get Velocicoaster out in time, you know, for when the parks reopened pretty much. And it's their biggest, their greatest ride, in my opinion. Um, it's right up there with the Hulk. So it's it's hard to to have that like sympathy 
right? Um, Tron, we've been expecting again for like 10 years now, I think. And I have a very scary gut feeling that they're going to use the the opening date as the like big got you moment of the panel, which is going to really suck if that's the case. Like they're going to be like, and guess what? Tron is opening like whatever, probably I will be surprised if it's this year, if I'm being honest. It They've done human testing. I'm sure everything inside is ready. The only thing that looks looks like it still needs is like landscaping stuff. Um, I believe, I think they're still doing con- like concrete work. I'm not too sure, but I know landscaping is like the biggest thing that they have right now from what I've seen. But I feel like, I fear that that's what they're going to do with, with Tron, with Moana uh, at Epcot, with uh, Minnie and Mickey's Runaway Railway in Disneyland. You know, they'll probably show a little bit more about that. And um, the other big one uh, on the same level as Tron is Fantasmic. I can 100% see them like, hey, you guys wanted Fantasmic? Well, guess what? If you're at Hollywood Studios right now, you can go watch the show today, tonight, right now. Um, I I feel like they're going to do that because, again, they're going to take, for lack of a better word, the cheap route. And this is my fear that they're going to do that. And they're going to be like, well, let's just let's just hype up the stuff that we already promised them. And so that'll that'll really stink if that's the case. Another announcement that I feel is very likely is probably some type of new show, whether it be a parade, firework, something like that. I feel like they always have some kind of shows that gets announced, whether they're going to bring back a a fan favorite at Disneyland, which is what they always do, (laughs) as well as what I feel is um, the common thing that they do. And I think that I think those are all that I have for like very likely. Uh, Another one that I have for sort of likely is Avengers Campus stuff. I think that to my understanding, Avengers Campus in Disneyland has been very successful, even though I've personally never been, I haven't been, haven't experienced all of that. Looking at the system for the Spider-Man attraction, like it's... When you look, I don't know, it's just something about it is I'm sure it's very fun. But again, when you and this is becoming a very big problem, I feel, you know, that Disney needs to take seriously is that when you look over at Universal and they have their, of course, incredibly fantastic Spider-Man attraction, it's hard to not compare them, you know, where it's like, okay, well, let's see what one person does with this property and let's see what the other does. (laughs) And there's a very clear winner, in my opinion. But I, f- I, to my understanding, Avengers Campus is very popular. I think that a sort of likely thing is that we're going to hear, you know, revived projects. I think when I say revived, I mean like event, like the e-ticket attraction for Avengers Campus. When Bob Chapek mentioned that there is currently no money for the Avengers e-ticket and it's been on hold, that blew my mind. Like that is such an insane thing to say, especially about an Avengers e-ticket attraction. We have no money to build the an e-ticket attraction for one of the biggest pop culture phenomenons right now. That is an insane statement to make um, in my viewpoint. So I feel like that is, you know, MCU is still very hot and it would be such a mistake not to at least revive uh, an announcement for an e-ticket attraction, at least for that. Uh, In terms of things that we haven't heard of, like the Mary Poppins thing, a lot of people think that's dead indefinitely. I still have hopes for some kind of expansion. I think Epcot is going to be getting expansions down the line. Hopefully that's something that we get announced is more for Epcot. I. The one thing that I really don't think is coming back like ever is the play pavilion. We have heard uh, just about zero information about the play pavilion. I think if they do make an announcement of what they're going to do with that building, the wonders of life pavilion, I think it's, if they, it's not going to be the same thing that they announced it to be. 
I, I truly think that the play pavilion is no longer a thing. That's, that's me speculating. Um, and I'll be very surprised if they talk about the play pavilion, but you know, it's space there that isn't being used that everyone is familiar with. Everybody loves the history of that building, especially when it used to be the festival center, you know, it's such a great space and for them not to utilize it is going to be sad to see. So hopefully sort of likely is an announcement for Avengers E ticket attraction and updated news on some of the things that we haven't heard about in a while. Um, like Spaceship Earth, like the Spaceship Earth revamp. I feel like we're going to see that or at least some new iteration of a revamp for that attraction. Also, one of the things that I can see them doing are rides getting like either enhancements or upgrades, whether it be or even overlays. You know, we're still expecting more news for Tiana's. Uh, but I, I'm blanking on the name of the attraction, but the Tiana ride that's going to be taking over Splash Mountain, uh, that that's very exciting. I, I personally am not that connected to Splash Mountain. Like I don't, I don't know. I find it scary in there. So whatever they do with Tiana's, uh, the Princess and the Frog stuff, hopefully that's fun. But I feel like other attractions will probably get some enhancements if they're not going to. I'll be surprised if they announce a new ride. That's what I'll say. I'll be very surprised if they announce new attractions that are coming to state parks. Um, I feel like new attractions maybe at Disneyland is more likely, but especially here, I'll be very surprised. And so instead of announcing new attractions, you know, I feel like the next best thing is going to be sort of likely ride enhancements, ride overlays, ride enhancements, things like that, maybe new effects on some attractions, um, you know, or maybe even over that, like, uh, there's been rumors that, uh, Aerosmith is going to be leaving. Um, and that would be, you know, if they finally announced that like a, a change in whatever IP they put, that's going to be big. I feel like that would warrant a, a declaration of a new attraction. You know, if they say like, yeah, Aerosmith is going to be leaving. This is it. Um, we, we've got a new ride coming. That'll be cool. That'll be very shocking. It'll be sad, but it'll be very cool. Especially if they can do something with that area of the park, because I've always disliked how not all of it connects, you know, that's, that's always been really, really strange to me. So I mean, that's something there, you know, they have that empty space in Dino Land USA where they took down that uh, attraction. I can't remember the name of it. I think Dino Land USA, I think Chester and Hester, I think it's time for them to pack up personally. Now we're just getting into my personal opinions. Um, now, the biggest thing that I have for the most unlikely thing to get announced, I think that we can all probably guess what this is going to be. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'll give you. I'll give you a second. Dun, 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 dun. Yep, you've guessed correctly. I think the most unlikely thing, my most unlikely prediction, is a new theme park. Now, of course, again, I mentioned it earlier, but this has been becoming a very big problem uh, that I feel Disney's not taking seriously. Not that it's like a real world issue, you know, but it's it's a big problem. Uh, within the theme park community, I get, I don't know, we're making stuff up, I guess, but you know, universal is currently, you know, uh, they are fast tracking their Epic universe construction. We've already on vertical. There's already a lot of structures. There's even some tracks already out over there in that land for Epic universe. And things are starting to really take shape over there. I, you know, I feel like even though this is the most unlikely, I think that the lack of new attractions would be, you know, that are announced would be very warranted if a new theme park was announced, right? And it's like, okay, well, after mm, Tron, I believe will be the last big attraction. If they say, yeah, you know, we're not really doing any more attractions within the four parks. If, that would be completely understandable if they said, but we are also making a fifth gate. Now, do we need it? Um, mm, not really, but it would be very cool because Universal, again, is they are 
you know, they are just, they're on your left. They're coming on your left real fast. Like that Epic Universe is shaping up to be a very exciting addition to the theme park lineup. Um, And, you know, if Disney, all Disney does is continue to just revamp rides or, you know, just barely make an attraction here or there, uh, then they're going to fall behind. They're going to fall behind. Universal already is like, not even in terms of just attractions, but the way they treat their annual pass holders, like the benefits that you get from Universal, it's it's almost infinitely better in my viewpoint. I think it's maybe not infinitely, right? But it is substan- it is getting substantially better um by the day, by the second, actually. So, you know, I would love a new theme park personally. I would be so excited. I, you know, and if they did do a new theme park, I would love a villain section. You know, they can take a page out of Epic Universe's Universal Monsters Land. Do a villains themed section. That would be, you have so much to work with right there with villain stuff. That would be fantastic. That'd be just, that'd be just the coolest thing. You don't have to necessarily make it menacingly scary to where, you know, kids can't or don't want to go. You know, they're scared or whatever, but, you know, just make something with the villains. That would be cool in a new park new theme park but you know again that's why it's on the very most unlikely thing to be announced at d23 again d23 is september 9th 10th 11th that is going to be this weekend at the time of episode airing uh i will be paying attention close attention all week to some of the bigger announcements i'm going to do a show about it of course recapping everything that was announced that weekend uh maybe on like socials we'll be keeping up more like in real time, but the episode will go out next week, I believe. Hopefully, fingers crossed. So, yeah, very excited. I can't wait to see. Again, I think just to recap, we're going to get a lot of opening dates for stuff that we should have gotten a long time ago. Like the episode is not up yet anymore, but I'd made a joke that the um, barbecue roundup restaurant at Toy Story Land, they had said, yeah, it's going to open 2022. And I had made a joke that what they mean by that is December 31st, 2022. And you know what? It's starting to look like it because they are, you know, it's it's September. It's going to be coming down to the wire and it doesn't look like there's much theming on there. And who knows what's done inside. So that looks like it's coming true. But again, I think we're going to get a lot of opening dates for stuff that we should have already had. I think we're going to be getting ride upgrades or enhancements. We'll probably be getting some news about attractions that were previously considered uh, MIA. And uh, the most unlikely is a, a new theme park, but you know, one can, one can dream. And that's what we are. We're dreamers. Uh, but sometimes we hold on to silly little dreams, I guess. <laughs> Let's move on to the next section. Um, sorry if that's long winded. I will. I'll, I'll get better at that. But now what we're going to talk about is I went to Mickey's not so scary Halloween party not too long ago. This would have been, what was the date that I went? I already forgot. It would have been September 30th. No, August 20th, August 30th. I don't know. (laughs) I'll have to check, but yeah, I went not too long ago and I just kind of wanted to not give a, uh, review per se maybe it will be a review but just kind of talk about what i experienced during my time there and the stuff that i did so uh let's get into some spookiness huh so yes the rumors were true i did go to mickey's not so scary halloween this year and it was august 30th uh it was very nice it was very nice i had been hearing that the first couple of events were rained out so a lot of the parades weren't happening a lot of the shows weren't happening or they weren't happening as they were originally planned like they were condensed versions because of the um you know they don't want to have the cast members out there on the wet floors and potentially slip and and injure themselves so you know it's either they cancel it all together or they do condensed versions of the shows so i was a little nervous going because i i personally don't enjoy in the entertainment like a lot of the entertainment shows parades that's just me personally i um i don't know i don't know there's just something about it the only parade that i actually really enjoy and it's because of the song 
uh, just so happens to be the Mickey's not so scary boo to you. That is like, talk about a banger. That is ink boo to you and you and you happy Halloween. Boo to you. It, it's so good. It's, it's, it's a classic. So again, going into, it, I was a little nervous. This is, um, I can't put an exact number of how many times I've been to not so scary. Um, but I have been in the past and, you know, as of late, they kind of, it's been a lot of the same shows. I know they have the, um, the Hocus Pocus show, which has been going on for a couple of years now. I'm again, I don't watch the show, so I'm unaware if it's the same show that's been there years prior. However, that's there. Of course they do the boot to you parade. They do the fireworks show, which is actually really cool. It's a, they do this like Jack Skellington puppet that comes out and he is like humongous and it looks really cool. So that's a really cool, really awesome, not just cool. It's awesome uh, thing to see. That's really fun. Uh, so this year we went, it was me and my mother, I love my mother. Um, we went and we, I haven't been the only one I've been to Mickey's not so scary a couple of times. We haven't done the Christmas party, but that should change this year, I believe. Um, but I'm getting ahead of myself. Uh, so first of all, we arrive, we got there right at, uh, seven, I believe, which is when the park switches over from normal operation hours to the party when the party actually starts is at seven. And right off the bat, I'm going to say, if you are thinking like, is Mickey's not so scary worth it? I would say yes, simply because it qualifies as you can get in as early as 4 PM to my understanding. So even if you have a Mickey's not so scary ticket, you can just go at 4 PM and they'll let you in. You can do normal park stuff. And if you're more of a show person or character meet and greets, you can go early 4 PM and, and ride the rides, do everything. Um, unless you want to do the attractions with the Halloween overlays to them, but you know, do the rides and then you have time during park, you know, the event hours to do the shows. You can meet the characters, take photos and things like that. I think that's awesome. That's that alone is, I think worth the price of the ticket, but, um, but yeah, so we got there about like seven when, when the park hour switched over, we go in, we go into the right pathway where you see the little statues of the fab five pretty much and their Halloween getups. And usually that's where they give out the bags this year. They kind of directed you to Tomorrowland Terrace and that's where you got your bags and your first piece of candy, which was like a full bag of, um, full size candy bag of M&M cookie crunch, I believe is what it was actually very good. I, I always forget how good M&Ms are and then I have them and I'm like, oh, I, I really like this. Um, so from there, you know, you're right there. Once you pass the purple wall, which kind of needs some TLC, but that's neither here nor there. You uh, end up right there where uh, the laugh floor is. And this is an interesting. There's a candy station there at the laugh floor. You can go in and it's right before you enter the uh, seating where the show is. You get your candy there. You walk through the the room, the venue, like where you sit down for the show. And there's like comedy going on as you're walking through the front, which is really weird. Like it was it to me, it feels like it, it didn't feel right because <laughs> there was a bit of a traffic jam right there. And it's just like a bunch of people standing up in the front of this room, walking in front of these other people who are there enjoying the, the comedy show that's going on. Right. So it gets loud when you have all these people passing through, like you're getting, it's getting loud. It, it just felt uncomfortable, <laughs> like walking in front of the room while everybody's trying to enjoy this, um, this standup. It was, it was really strange. It's <laughs> one of the stranger ones, but it is one of the one stations that have two candy, like, things so you get one before you go in and then you get more candy as you're going out so that was really cool yeah that's what i will say that about that but it was a little uncomfortable walking through there uh after that we went on the uh what is it buzz lightyear space ranger spin now i've never i'd never gotten galactic hero or whatever it's called but i did it 
lo and behold, I did it. We we got stuck in one part where um, Zerg, it's like the first time you see Zerg in his spaceship and the ride stopped there. And I was just like shooting random spots all over the Z's, right? The one at the very bottom of his ship, that thing gives you like a gazillion points for each hit you take like it my score skyrocketed just hitting that a couple times and i managed to max out the score for the first time ever in my lifetime that i've been going to the theme park so that was a very very fun memorable moment um sorry if i'm speed running through this Uh, after that you walk out and there's another candy station uh outside of the it's a great big beautiful tomorrow attraction the uh oh man what's it called it's a great big beautiful tomorrow shining at the end of every day uh yeah so there's a candy station right there then they have like the dance party the dj comes out and he's you know blasting music you got sully that comes out occasionally to dance with everyone it was it was really fun like standing there listening to the dj play and just seeing everybody dancing like it, it's really cool when they do the like dance party stuff and of course you know i had to go in there and do a little i had to do the gritty um you know how to show them what's up and <laughs> gritty in magic kingdom you've never seen it done before i'm the first to do it and then from there you know a lot of the event is either getting candy or taking photos with some of the characters that are out and about uh, Alice was out. You had the Mad Hatter. You have uh, Winnie the Pooh and friends that are dressed up in Halloween costumes. Uh, a lot of other characters that are in Halloween getups. It's really fun. Of course, this year they have attractions that have some enhancements to them. So, for example, Pirates of the Caribbean, if you got on, there were actual cast members sprinkled throughout the queue and the actual attraction that were a part of the ride essentially like they would talk to you they would you know play character as like pirates and things like that and they just felt like they belonged in the set of the attraction which is really cool i love i love when they do things like this it really um it really adds to the experience if you ask me um you know you're you're going you're like yeah i'm going for candy getting photos but then now there's this other cool factor where it's like oh this is different like this is it's small, but it's, it feels significant. It's very fun. I I really, I really like that idea. I didn't get into Pirates of the Caribbean, so I didn't personally see it, but the concept, I know I'm talking like I did, the concept itself is, is very cool. And I think worth, worth checking out if you go. Um, I'm trying to think if there's any other highlights this year, they had Powerline Max, which was like one of the big, bigger draws for me personally this year. And it was, kind of funny not funny so there's one thing that they don't tell you and i'm i'm here to to toss this information out powerline max only shows up on main street before the parade so the headless horseman will come out he'll do his lap and then max comes out on main street only and he does he dances to eye to eye then he does uh the dance to the other one you know if we listen to no, that is I die. Oh my gosh, why can't I remember the song? But yeah, Powerline Max only shows up in Main Street. So I was unaware of this. Stand out. That's the name of the song. Stand out above the crown. I was unaware of this. They don't really specify this. So for the first parade, we waited in Sleepy Hollow we were standing there we got there an hour early pretty much to save a space and and wait to see powerline max so i thought i had read that he came out first so i was expecting to see him like right after the headless horseman well headless horseman runs by he crosses the bridge and then it's just like complete silence <laughs> like nothing nobody's coming out there's no parade there's no floats no nothing we're just sitting there and we're like is something wrong um, and then all of a sudden all the, all the floats come by, you know, they're doing the boot to you and you and you happy Halloween. You've got the, uh, the butlers, I think they are the haunted mansion people with the shovels that are doing <laughs> always a cool, like satisfying effect for me personally. I love seeing them do that. Um, 
it was really cool. You know, you enjoy the parade. It was fun. It was fun. But then once you, I realized that the parade was ending and there was no Powerline Max, the minute that they took down the ropes, I just beelined it for a cast member. And I was like, hey, is there a reason? Um, you know, I was, I was very nice. I wasn't rude. Please don't be rude to cast members. They are the biggest part of the magic at Magic Kingdom. Um, but I was like, hey, is there a reason why Powerline, did something happen that Powerline Max or that Max wasn't out in the parade? <laughs> and I'm like dead serious. Like I, I want answers as to why I didn't see Max. Um, Cause I usually don't wait for parades and the re- like waiting an hour early and then another hour to not see Max, it felt a little heartbreaking. So I was like, dead serious and this guy the cast member goes hmm max mm, i th- think you mean power line don't, don't you and i'm like now's not the time homie like i'm not playing <laughs> i'm not playing right now but i'm not trying to get into character what happened what what happened to max where is he is he hurt um and then one of the security guards was like so they don't really tell you this but max only shows up on main street he shows up in one area, you know, he, he dances at the beginning of main street by where the ice cream parlor is. He dances, you dance with him. Then he walks down a little bit. He dances again. You can dance with him. And then he does that pretty much all the way down main street. Um, so I had to go back for the second parade just to catch Powerline max. And you know what? It was well worth it. <laughs> it was maybe my biggest highlight for the night. Uh, I, had so much fun. There's a, I took a video of me dancing with the, you know, doing the stand, stand out dance. Right. It was, you know, at the end of the day, it was well worth it. It was well worth seeing Powerline Max hearing the song, doing the dance. It was put the biggest smile on my face, really just the biggest highlight. Um, aside from that, there, you know, the usual things again, Mickey's not so scary Halloween party. If you've ever been, you know what it's like, you know what to expect. It's very, very fun. I love going for the candy. It's fun going around, um, trick or treating essentially, you know, which we found out that they, you say, they don't say trick or treat for some reason. I don't know if that's like against the rules. I'm not sure why they, why they don't say it, but that's just an interesting little fact about that. Again, I can't speak for the shows necessarily because I, we didn't really stay to watch them. We didn't make the time to go watch them. Of course, they have a bunch of merch. They have popcorn buckets. Someone was telling us that during the parties in October, there will be a zero popcorn bucket, zero being the dog from Nightmare Before Christmas. That sounds very fun. I I might have to, you know, cough up another, you know, for another ticket to go get that because that sounds like a really nice popcorn bucket to have. I love the nightmare before Christmas. Um, so that sounds like a collector's item to me. And if you want me to buy anything, you call it a collector's item and I'll call it a collector's item myself and I'll go get it. (laughs) But yeah, aside from that, got some merch. I got a Mickey's not so scary Halloween shirt, uh, a couple of pins. They actually had Marvel Halloween themed pins, which was very interesting. I, I've never seen something like that. So that was a really cool thing to get. But now that I'm thinking about it, you know, thinking about it when everything, it's very fun. Mickey's not so scary Halloween party here in Walt Disney world is very fun. But when you look over, it's like, cause I just saw a video of this. You're looking over at Oogie Boogie Bash over in DCA in California. I believe it's in DCA they get some of the coolest characters like last year, last Halloween, they had Sid, which was really interesting, inspired choice. Um, some other cool characters, but this year they have someone that's dressed up as Ernesto de la Cruz, who is the villain from Coco. And that, I mean, please look up a video of this because he looks like they ripped them straight from the movie. I don't know what kind of sorcery makeup they use, but it is, it is phenomenal. It is phenomenal. So the fact that they, (laughs) the fact that they pull it off is insane. That alone makes Oogie Boogie Bash like insanely better, but it always seems like they give out lots more candy. There's a lot more like 
interactivity with characters and stuff over on the West Coast. So uh, I would, you know, I wish we could get cool characters, but, you know, the stuff that we do get here is still very fun. It's very enjoyable. But please, man, look for that Ernesto de la Cruz character, like face character at Oogie Boogie Bash in California. It is mind-blowing. I don't know how they do it, but it's mind-blowing. Um, I feel like I'm speed running through the event. It was, uh, it's pretty much you go and it's a lot of the same thing. You're going around, you're, you're trying to get on rides, you're doing candy, you're taking pictures with, you know, your favorite characters, you're waiting in long lines. And I don't, that's like a very generalized description of it, but it is a blast. Like it's, it's so much fun being there. Of course, there's still a lot of people, but not normal park hours, a lot of people type. And it just feels like, at least for me, like it feels very personal. It feels more personal doing these hard ticketed events. And I would 100% say that Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party is very well worth the price of the ticket. Um, And, you know, I feel like there's some people that will probably say, well, well, would you say, would you rather recommend Halloween Horror Nights or Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party? And personally, I think that's a little unfair to kind of compare, like choose between the two because they are not the same thing. Like they are two very distinctly different events. You know, one is more family friendly, uh, you know, focus on getting candy and and having fun, getting on rides, meeting characters, things like that, where Halloween Horror Nights is like, you're going for the thrill. You're going for the thrill, the food, the drinks. You know, they're two very distinct events. So it's really up to you. And if you're like coming with your family, like you, you're probably going to want to do Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party more so than Halloween Horror Nights. Um, it's really a preference thing, not so much as which event is better because they are two different events, Halloween themed. Yes, but two events, two different events entirely. Um, but yeah, like it's just, it's so worth it. And saying that I, I think this will be the first year that I do the very Merry Christmas party. So I'm very looking forward to that. I know they do like cookie trails instead of candy. So you can go tit taste a lot of the cookies that they have and and some of the drinks. Um, I'm really looking forward to it. Christmas, that holiday period is, is one of my favorites right up there with Halloween, of course. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to doing very merry Christmas party. Actually, I lied a couple more things. So one thing that I did have a kind of a gripe about is the candy. A lot of it is, and this is, I assume because some of the sponsors for the event are the like chocolate manufacturer, like the candy brands, right? Are mainly chocolate, but a lot of the candy that you get is chocolate. So just be aware of that. A lot of it is what you get is chocolate. I'm a very big sour kind of guy. So like, I love chocolate. Don't get me wrong. I'll tear up some chocolate. <laughs> Don't question me about chocolate. Chocolate. <laughs> But I love like Skittles, Starburst and stuff like that. I got one bag of Skittles the entire night. That was that was kind of sad. But they yeah, most of it is like Snickers, Twix, M&Ms. I'm trying to think they did have these really cool brownie type things. Those were really good. That was actually I'd never seen those at the party or I don't remember them at any of the other parties, but those are very good. And another thing is when you, when we were leaving, we left a little early to kind of beat the crowd, right? Getting back to the vehicle and leaving property. We're leaving and we're taking pictures in front. And all of a sudden, right before we stepped out of the, the turn, like the turnstile where you scan in, I saw cast members had like a bunch of like what looked like papers in their hands. And it was one of those things where you just kind of like you don't want to miss out. <laughs> you don't want to miss out. So I saw that and I said, hold on, that looks like something we should be getting. <laughs> that looks like something they're handing out. I don't know what it is, but I want it. And thankfully, I think a cast member heard me 
because she kind of laughed and she was like, oh, did you get your little uh, like, I don't I wouldn't call them lithographs, but they're kind of like posters of the year's event. They're really nice. So thankfully, she heard us and she pointed us to a cast member who who gave us two posters of the Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween event. So that's really cool. If if you go, if you're listening to this by chance, um, make sure you grab those on your way out because they are very fun. They're very cute. And I think that's pretty much all I had to say about Mickey's Not So Scary. It's very fun. So worth the price of admission. Uh, lots of candy, lots of things to see, merchandise to get, things to experience. It's It's always a blast. I've always never... I've never had a bad time at Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween. So I think with that being said, I just talked for an infinity, I believe. And again, if a lot of it is long-winded, I sincerely apologize if you've made it this far. Thank you so much. I truly appreciate it. Uh, we'll try to work on on being as condensed or like, you know, more articulate with descriptions and things like that but you know we're back baby hopefully we did seven weeks last time let's see if we can do we can get eight weeks of postpark done is something the project that does kind of mean a lot to me and you know hopefully we can uh, continue it but yeah follow us on <laughs> here at shameless plugs um you can follow us on instagram if you'd like at postpark broadcast on instagram we're also on twitter at let me make sure I'm not getting it wrong right here at postpark bcast twitter postpark bcast um you can reach out to us on there i say us it's just me uh you can reach out on there let me know how i did you know if what you like about the show if you enjoyed it and uh how i can make it the best show it can be for a, a relaxed news update theme park discussion show that's what I'm going to label it. So enough rambling. This is going on long enough. Going to try to aim for 30 to an hour, an episode, hopefully. Um, a lot of ums. And thank you guys. I hope you enjoy. Stay safe. And I will see you at the parks. Goodbye. <laughs>